Well, it's the end of another year and the start of a new journey for some. Do you remember what it was like leaving school with all of your future ahead of you? But it's that time of year, really, when Year 12 students madly refresh the screen, anxiously waiting to see what their final marks are. Although I know some of you, like me, will remember going to the mailbox for your results. But this year, fewer students are looking at university as an option for the next chapter in life. In fact, Year 12 applications through the University Admissions Centre are at the lowest level in more than a decade demanding uh, really a question over whether or not higher education is failing or the appeal of higher education could be uh, sort of not hitting the mark. It's at odds with the Federal Education Minister Jason Clare's desire to have more people with uni degrees in the coming years. But uni degrees are more expensive than they've ever been. The cost of living is up and, well, there are just other options out there. But is this the full story? What does this mean for our tertiary sector, our future workforce, which you know, as uh, we all know really, is facing a fair few challenges? Why did you go to uni? What was your experience like? Perhaps your kids are looking at it. Uh, they, are they finding it rewarding? Have they left now and they're entering the workforce? Uh, do they wish they never went? Or are they going down another path? 0418 is the text line. Love to hear from you. Mitch in Melbourne uh, texts me. He says, just in response to this uh, conversation, I have an arts degree and have a very good job and make very good money, more than my sisters who have science and nursing degrees respectively. My parents looked down on my arts degree originally and said I'd never get a job. But I did, and I worked my way up and paid my huge student debt off in four years. It's not the degree that matters, it's what you do with it. Excellent thought there. Peter in Melbourne says, with uni fees, uh, I must remind the, you that the Morrison government decided to increase the price of an arts degree to subsidise the cost of much more expensive engineering degrees or similar. My son is studying psychology, which used to be quite cheap. He'll have a significant hex debt when he leaves. And this one from Lee, who says, my son didn't have a clue what he wanted to do when he left school. He's rather bright, but not overly handy, something that a mother could only say. Uh, Lee says, I just advised him to go to uni to do a business degree and double it with international studies. He got stuck with COVID in lockdowns, but he's now in his 10th month in Germany, in Cologne at university. And it's one of the most amazing experiences, priceless. He's told me not to worry about his hex debt. Everyone has one. It'll sort itself out one day. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, it'll have to sort itself out one day, but it sounds like he's having a really rich and rewarding experience. This is what uni's for, right? I'd love to hear from you about your experiences, maybe even your children's experiences with university, as we learn today, that uh, really admissions are down uh, the lowest they've been in 12 years, 0418 Andrew Norton is a professor of higher education policy at the Australian National University. He's also advised the government on higher education reform. Andrew, what, what's happening with our demand for universities? When you look at the graph of uh, the decline in enrolments, it's quite quite stark, really, quite alarming. Obviously, there was a, a bit of a dip around COVID, but it's now even lower than it was during COVID. Is university becoming less appealing for people? I think it is for a small minority of people. So some of the lower numbers we're seeing, I think, is simply a reflection of 17, 18 years ago. There were fewer babies born than in the preceding years, and that's having an effect on year 12 class sizes. But we are seeing, since the mid-2010s, a slightly lower percentage of year 12s applying for university, and that's probably having some impact on participation rates. So... 
it got to about 42% of 19-year-olds uh, in 2016, and it was maybe down to about 40% in the late 2010s. And unfortunately, the education department doesn't have recent data, but there's probably a small decline in enrolment rates. But, but it is true, and you can confirm or, or, or not, that it's the lowest in terms of enrolments in 12 years, right? The lowest applications we've had. So the enrolments we don't actually know, unfortunately. I think oh, this the is one applications, the, got you, yes, got you. Yes, so, so, so let's pinpoint some of the reasons why demand for university degrees has fallen. Because obviously there are probably different... Uh, there's a conversation here in terms of the particular degrees and w- which ones are being affected more than others. Is it the arts degrees, which a lot of people l- laugh at? I mean, I'm an arts degree uh, graduate uh, and obviously they were... Uh, they became much more expensive during the Morrison years. But are they the ones that are, are somehow less appealing to students these days? Yes. Yeah, so most of the soft demand is actually due to two faculties arts and business. And one of my theories about what's going on here, and this reflects one of your texters, which is that if people aren't quite sure what they want to do at university or in their career, I think a lot of people do more general degrees like arts or business. And that may reflect the fact people who were sort of humming and hiring uh, about it are now deciding against applying. And that's why we're seeing yeah lower absolute numbers, and in particular in those arts and business faculties. I mean, there was a time when we were told this was all part of the coalition's bigger plan to reduce the number of people going to uni by raising the cost of degrees. I mean, apart from the demographic bubble you you referred to, what blame can we attribute on the previous coalition government and their educational policies? Well, one of the things that Job Ready Graduates policy was designed to do was actually to increase student numbers by effectively lowering the subsidy per student so the government could fund more individuals. But it probably did deter some people from doing arts in particular. So the the most high-quality study we've seen so far suggests that maybe 1.5% of uh, applicants changed their choice as a result of these price changes. And I guess if you're one of those people who's not quite sure what you want to do, spending $16,000 a year to decide is a pretty expensive way of making up your mind. And so those people are probably being more cautious about their enrolments. According to the Herald today, there are these more nebulous kinds of downward pressures, the cost of living being one, the cost of uh, degrees, as you mentioned, the fact that life has just gotten more expensive and you want to be able to earn money sooner. What do you think about that theory? Do you reckon there's students that are feeling like that? There's a couple of things going on here. One, I think there's always some people who prefer to work than study if they can, and so they've exited education and are earning money. The other is we're also seeing a rise in the percentage of students who are studying part-time. I think that is partly due to these cost of living issues that they need to work more hours to finance their their lives, and as a result, they're cutting back on their study levels. So they're not not going to university, but they're taking longer over it, over it by studying part time because they've got to afford it somehow. Yeah, yep. that's actually an interesting point. If you just join me on RN Drive, it's twenty three minutes past four. Tertiary education expert Andrew Norton is here. We're talking about the fall in uh, demand for university. Uh, here on RN Drive. I'd love to hear from you, 0418 If you've got some first-hand experience here, I'd love to hear if you uh, look back on your uni days as uh, a major pathway to get to the career you finally had, or maybe you thought uh, you went your own way and encourage maybe even your children and school leavers to do their own thing. That's certainly what we're sort of seeing sideways, if you like, in the data today, 0418 We often talk about brain drain 
uh, Andrew, with our experts in this country. In fact, we're having a big conversation at the moment about uh, how Australia will secure the right talent and skills for our um, uh, industries through the migration pro- program. But then you hear about people being lured overseas. Uh, can, can the same be said of students wanting to study abroad instead of here in Australia? Look, there are always some Australians studying overseas, which we tell by looking at the enrolment data from foreign countries and looking at their international students. But the numbers have historically been very small for undergraduate. It's mostly people going to do postgraduate study overseas at, you know, at, at impressive research universities like Oxford or Cambridge or you know, Harvard. And so for, even though some students do it, I think this is a very, very small number compared to the number of study in Australia. Yes, so they want a decorative wax seal on the uh, end of their educational yes. uh, years, I understand. Jason Clare wants to dramatically increase the number of people studying and obtaining a uni degree. He said he wants most of that growth to come from people who are more disadvantaged or have less wealth. Is this fallen interest in degrees incongruent with that vision, do you think? No, it's a, it's a fundamental obstacle to it. And in some ways, there's an even deeper obstacle, which is that we're, we're seeing some declining levels of academic performance in the school system. And so we're not laying the foundations for successful study in, in later, at university in later years. Now, Jason Clare is well aware of this. He's got you know, early childhood and schools uh, reforms as well. But I think at this stage, you know, these goals are completely unrealistic because we just haven't set the foundations for success. It sounds like the big barrier here is cost, hence students working part-time to be able to afford uh, even just the cost of living whilst studying, let alone the hex. So apart from cost, is there any other policy levers do you think the federal government can use to encourage people to consider university again? Look, I don't think they can influence demand all that much, uh, but they can make it easier to complete. So there's been some pretty good work that shows that people are from one of these disadvantaged backgrounds and receiving income support, so it would be youth allowance for younger students, have better completion rates than those who don't. Yet what we're seeing is the number of people on youth allowance is going down quite significantly. So we don't really understand why this is happening, but nevertheless, it doesn't bode well for completion rates of those who are enrolling. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm certainly glad I went to university, although I went a bit later once I knew what I wanted to do. So I was paying that $16,000 to get a journalism degree rather than just, uh, you know, finding myself and hanging out on the uni campus and drinking. Although there was a little bit of that, I I must be honest. Uh, Andrew Norton is a professor of higher education policy at the Australian National University. He's a former government advisor on higher education reform. Great to talk to you.